Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. House Judiciary Chairman Jim Jordan just dropped another bombshell about collaboration between the federal government and private institutions to censor Americans. We'll talk to him about what you need to know, what it means for the country. And looking back at the 2020 election between this, between the 51 former intel officers lying about Hunter Biden's laptop, between the FBI going to Facebook, to Twitter, to warn them about it, to censor information surrounding Hunter Biden, how much of an impact did the federal government have on the 2020 election? Should we be concerned about the 2024 election? What are they doing now to meddle? We'll talk to Congressman Jim Jordan about all of that. Stay tuned for this important conversation. Well, Congressman, it's always an honor to have you on the show. I appreciate you making the time. You bet. Good to be with you. So let's talk about the extent of the government's censorship of American citizens. You know, tell us a little bit about the Election Integrity Partnership. You know, what did you learn? What should people know? In the broad broad sense, this, uh, as, you know, Matt Taibbi and Michael Schellenberger, the guys who put together the Twitter files, as they said, this censorship industrial complex is even bigger, broader, and more pervasive than we thought. You know, because we initially thought it was big government working with big tech to limit Americans' speech and, and attack, you know, censor, censor American speech, attack their First Amendment liberties. Well, we now learned through, through what was going on at the Election Integri- Integrity Project that it was big government, big academia, and big uh, tech all working together. They were taking our tax dollars, running it through universities, and putting together these this, this effort broad effort to censor speech, and it was disproportionately uh, conservative speech. So the Election Integrity Project was at Stanford, uh, put together by universities, the government, and big tech. And they had this 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 kind of elaborate software system where was, uh, we, we refer to it as like the dashboard, where you there would be like, take down this post or limit the visibility of this, uh, this tweet, and everyone could see it, everyone could operate on it. And uh, again, all used to censor President Trump, uh, Sean Hannity, 
um, uh, Mike Huckabee, news, I mean, all kinds of organizations and conservatives were censored in this effort. Were there any Democrats or, or was it all conservatives who were targeted from this? Almost all conservatives. There were a few. And here's the kicker. It wasn't like it was, I mean, it was all true information. It wasn't misinformation, disinformation. Sometimes it was just jokes. It was just humor that any, you know, any, anybody with any common sense could, could figure out was a joke. Uh, but it was it was real information. And as I, it, it was it was it was Americans. I mean, you know, like there's one thing if it's like, oh, if it's foreign information, I mean, maybe you have a, a, a bigger question there. But we're talking about true information by American citizens put up disproportionately targeting conservatives and, of course, using our tax dollars uh, to do it all. You know, and what we found through, you know, throughout covid, it's never information, as you pointed out, that's wrong. It's just information that they don't like. Exactly. <laughs> They, they even have a term for it that, you know, the, the typical government, they come up with all these, these, these fancy terms. It's not misinformation, disinformation. It's also now malinformation, which is true information, but they don't like the context. They don't like the way it's presented. They don't like the framework that it's given in. Well, baloney, that's like, that's a, that's a, just a direct violation of the first amendment. And frankly, even if it's false information, it's an attack on the first Im- uh, amendment. But this was true information that they were going after. And is there any specific content or, or was it kind of, you know, wide ranging? Like, was it COVID related? Was it, you know, or, or was it just kind of everything? It was everything. Now, the, obviously, the EIP, the Election Integrity Project, was was focused on on communications, posts and tweets uh, uh, relative to the election. But in a broad sense, it was it was it was COVID, as you point out, Lisa, and, 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 and the election information and frankly, all kinds of other things, too. But those were the two big areas where they um, where they really censored speech. Um, and of course, the 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 this the Stanford Observatory and the Election Integrity Project all working together. That was that was that was uh, primarily focused on the election. You know, between that and some of the you know other censorship things we've heard about with the government, and then the fifty one former intel officers lying to the public about Hunter Biden's laptop, and the FBI going to you know, Facebook and Twitter and warning them about the Hunter Biden's laptop saying it's disinformation. I mean, how big of a role did the federal government have in influencing and trying to shape the 2020 election? That is a great question. I think it was a huge impact because remember, they're doing all this, this integrity project and this effort with our tax dollars. And then, as you point out, along comes the the story in the New York Post on October 14th, 2020, uh, about the laptop. And and they have, you know, the term that's used is they have they had pre-bunked, they meaning the FBI, the government and big tech had kind of pre-bunked the whole idea that there would be a late breaking story relative to in October uh, relative to uh, the Biden family, and the Biden campaign. And then along comes <clears throat> this story in The New York Post about the laptop and Hunter Biden. And, and and it's like everyone is ready then to just label this disinformation because of what had happened leading up to that, the, the, the meetings that the FBI had had with big tech and, and kind of pre-programmed to be on the alert for something that the FBI already had this laptop and knew it was real. Um, so that all plays out. So yeah, I think that had a huge impact because that information was basically censored and kept from the American people. Um, again, just it, it, two weeks prior to the biggest election we have, which is election for president of the United States. Let's take a quick commercial break. More with Congressman Jim Jordan. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. That's LifeLock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Two-thirds of Americans are at risk to experience a blackout. You could be one of them. Sitting in the dark and cold for hours, for days, maybe even weeks. Are you ready to protect your family? You could be. With the Patriot Power Solar Generator 2000X, folks say this new solar generator from Four Patriots is worth its weight in gold. Why? Because this generator has double the capacity and is expandable so you can run the big appliances like your fridge even longer or other devices like an electric blanket, microwave, RV air conditioner, or even an electric wheelchair. You also get 12 outlets, including four AC outlets so you can power more devices at once and two USB-C outlets, which can charge your phone 20 times faster than a regular plug. Best of all, this new solar generator is fume-free, safe to use inside, and never needs gas ever. Over 150,000 Americans trust Patriot power generators. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa to get your solar generator now. You'll even get a solar panel included free. Go to 4patriots.com slash Lisa. One would have to conclude that they're also trying to shape the 2024 election. Uh, have you guys, have you been privy to anything? Have you heard of anything? You know, what what should we be concerned about there? That is why I think our work is so important. Our work and then also the, um, well, let me say it this way. Just sometimes by, by, by bringing this to the public's attention, to the American people's attention, you you change the way these agencies op- operate. There is no longer a disinformation governance board when they tried to run that through a year and a half ago at the Department of Homeland Security. The IRS just announced two and a half months ago that they will no longer be making unannounced visits to Americans' homes. That the, the commissioner of the, of the Internal Revenue Service said, well, we're doing that for the safety of our agents. Baloney, they're doing it because we caught them knocking on Matt Taibbi's door at the very time he was testifying in front of our committee about censorship. They were trying to intimidate him knocking on his door. Turned out, by the way, that they actually owed Matt, Matt Taibbi money. So the, the, you can change their beha- and, and so I think bringing this out has, has, has curtailed any efforts that may have been underway to, to have this, the same kind of influence in 2024. And then finally, you couple all that with the suit, uh, the case in, in the Fifth Circuit where um, the, the uh, Attorney General from Louisiana and, and Missouri had brought this case on these agencies censoring speech. And uh, we got a great decision there. I think that case is going to the Supreme Court. 
And I think we'll get a good decision from the from the court there in saying you can't do this. That was censorship. These agencies working with big tech was censorship. So I feel like we've made a huge difference and curtailed any effort that may have been underway to impact the 2024 election. Didn't they sort of use the Russia interference lie in 2016 to sort of lay the groundwork for all of this of like, oh, we have to spy on Americans because of the right. I mean, wasn't that sort of. Didn't that sort of lay down the groundwork for all of this? Yeah, that became the reason for for launching this this new this agency, CISA. Um, this this you know the um, the idea was oh we don't want anyone interfering with the you know the way elections work the sort of the infrastructure of elections. Well, that's that's all well and good, but when you get into censoring speech, talking about the election, talking about the politics. That's an entirely different story and a, and a violation of the First Amendment. So, but the 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 premise for all of it, the the, the foundation for all of it, was the the concern about uh, Russian interference in our elections. And then, of course, the the big lie about that is it's actually our own government that's doing yeah. it, you know, yeah. like, which is actually way scarier. And they use that 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 quote Russian interference issue to do all kinds of things you're not allowed to do. In a, in a bigger sense as well. And that's, you know, they use that as the reason to spy on President Trump's campaign. And then they use that as the reason to launch the Mueller invest, $30 million, 19 lawyers, so many agents, you know, this this whole thing. And they found no collusion, no coordination whatsoever. But they used all, that is the premise for so many things that just I, I tied our government up in knots in the Trump administration. Um, and it was all just a bunch of baloney. I mean, Russia tried to influence the election. I'm not disagreeing with that. But the idea that President Trump was involved was all a bunch of blood. But it's also like they always do. Right. I mean, like, you know, all, there's always some sort of meddling that has gone on probably historically from different, you know, of enemy countries and what have you. And, you know, we're probably doing it to them. It's just sort of seems like, you know, par for the course or less. I've interviewed Ron Paul about this because way back in 1998, he was talking about how the FBI was designed to spy on American citizens who disagreed with the government. And I was like, you know, how does it feel to be right about so many things? You know, and, and it really does beg the question of, are we just finding out more about, you know, how nefarious our own government is because of social media and because the curtain's been rolled back a little bit? Or you know, how long has this stuff been going on? Well, certainly since 16. That's when when I think so many of us figured out, wait, wait something doesn't, something's not right here. This whole Trump, you know, Trump Russia collusion baloney, and <clears throat> God bless Devin Nunes because he was the first. But there were really only a handful of us in the in the Congress who said this is this is bogus. This this is not making sense. And then there were a handful of you all on the on the on the outside in the, in the journalist world who 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 said the same thing. And it's funny because when it all got when it was all said and done, the only thing we had wrong, the handful of us in the media and in Congress who were raising concerns about all this. The only thing we had wrong is it was worse than we thought. I mean, that, that that's the one thing it was like, it is actually worse than we thought it was, what they were trying to do, spying on his campaign, what they did to Michael Flynn, Carter Page, all these other, it, it was ridiculous. So we, we start, started to get to know there. And then we've learned things since then that they were looked, actually looks like they were spying on Devin Nunes' staff. We found out a week and a half ago that uh, one of the staffers for Senator Grassley uh, they, they were looking at his uh, uh, call records and his email records. So that's that's when, it, when you start when 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 they're looking at staff on Capitol Hill. And we've sent a letter now asking where, who else were you spying on? Who else were, were there? Were there members? Were there other staffers? Um, 
I think we've really learned a lot in the last six, seven years, but it really kind of started with what they did to President Trump and his campaign. Talk a little bit about Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss um, and what he told the House Judiciary Committee. What did you learn from him? What should people know? The biggest takeaway is that uh, everything the whistleblowers have told us has stood up. We've now deposed seven individuals associated with the investigation, um, FBI agents, U.S. attorneys, um, and uh, the head of the DOJ tax division. They've all in. No, no one can refute uh, what Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler brought forward, uh, David Weiss included. Um, now, he talked primarily about the authority he had. And what was interesting, he was asked during the deposition, uh, did you ever seek special attorney status, uh, which would have allowed him to bring the charges in any jurisdiction around the country? And he said, yes, he did in the spring of 2022, but the, he, he wasn't given that status. And so in essence, when he went to other U.S. attorneys to where the case should be, you know, charges should be brought and they and they turned him down. He couldn't prosecute there without that status. And he asked for it and wasn't given it. So um, the, the long of it and the long and the short of it is that uh, he wound up letting the statute of limitations expire for certain tax years where there was a huge tax liability that Hunter Biden had. And it was the years that dealt with the income he received from the Ukrainian energy company Burisma. And that, I think, is important because that that lapse, that that statute of limitations expired. And if and if he gets into that, that takes you right to the White House, because remember, Joe Biden, when he was vice president, used our tax dollars as the reason to fire the prosecutor who was investigating and looking into Burisma. And I think that was that was why they let that expire. And it was interesting. He needed that special attorney status to bring those charges. He wasn't given that status and was denied by the district attorney in the Washington, D.C. district uh, to bring charges there. So that was sort of the biggest takeaway. It kind of confirmed again what Mr. Shapley and Mr. Ziegler had already told us. Well, I mean, that seems a little too obvious to let the Burisma years run out of the statute, yeah. right? I mean, that, that seems a little too on the nose. I think this, in the end, this impeachment inquiry that we're involved in is really the, the, the you know, I always say a tale as old as time. Here you had a politician who takes certain actions. Those actions benefit his family financially. And then there's an effort to sweep it all under the rug. And that is what happened because certain key facts are, one, Hunter Biden gets put on the board of this Ukrainian energy company, Burisma. Fact number two, he's not qualified to be on the board. Fact number three, the, the head of Burisma asked Hunter Biden, can you help relieve the pressure we are under? Immediately after getting that request, Hunter Biden calls D.C., according to Devin Archer, called his dad, called the vice president, Joe Biden. Five days later, Joe Biden's in Ukraine and he starts the process to fire the prosecutor and he holds up American tax dollars that were going to go to Ukraine and aid to get it done. Now, all those four facts comport with what the confidential human source told us in this now famous 1023 form where the confidential human source told the FBI, the FBI recorded in that form about Burisma paying the Bidens to get certain actions done. And then, of course, the sweeping it under the rug is what David Weiss did. He swept it under the rug by letting the statute of limitations expire uh, and all kinds of things that that investigation did. They slow walked. It's not been five year investigation, for goodness sake. So um, to me, that is the that is the, the sort of the crux of the matter. And um, we continue to investigate now and look at the, some of the other uh, money trails and other things that are happening since that that have happened since then. Uh, with Mr. Comer is in the middle of that. And we've just sent a number of subpoenas 
that will uh, help us get more answers. What should people be paying attention to right now? You know, sort of what's most important in the work that you're doing right now and in trying to hold the government accountable? Obviously, the, the report we released on what they were doing with censoring American speech in the run up to the 20. 20- 20 election, the selection integrity project, and we think is important um, relative to the um, investigation. And, and let me back up. And coming out of that, uh, and all of this is is the FISA um, uh, has the the, the 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 FISA law, particularly the seven what's called the 702 program, has to be reauthorized by is up for reauthorization by the end of this year. So we are working on that. That's going to be important here the last two months of this uh, this calendar year. Uh, and then then of course. It's the work we're doing on the uh, impeachment inquiry, which is part of our, you know, part of our constitutional duty to do oversight. We continue to do that. A number of subpoenas went out yesterday. More are going out today um, that that will we'll get people in front of us that we need to talk to. Jim Jordan, uh, congressman from Ohio, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee. You're doing really important work, sir. So we appreciate you taking the time and we appreciate you holding our, our government accountable. It's it's incredibly important right now. You bet. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for all you do. Take care. That was Congressman Jim Jordan, of course, the chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, uh, doing really important work. Appreciate him taking the time to join the show and bring us all that information. I want to thank you guys at home for listening every Monday and Thursday, but you can listen throughout the week. I want to thank John Cassio, my producer, for putting the show together. Until next time. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This message comes from Viking, committed to exploring the world in comfort. Journey through the heart of Europe on an elegant Viking longship with thoughtful service, destination-focused dining, and cultural enrichment on board and on shore. And every Viking voyage is all-inclusive, with no children and no casinos. Discover more at Viking.com.